Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is our first Q&A episode. So what it means is that there is no special guest. It will just be me uh, for this entire episode. And I'll try to keep it fairly short, not ramble on too much. I will answer questions about shooting street photography in a foreign country. Also, what street photography means to me and my black and white conversion tool. Following the Q&A segment... I will present our first street challenge and I will invite you to participate in a photo contest. Finally, the show will end with my pick of the week. So let's just jump right in and go to question number one. Comes from Braden Bauer. He asks, I will be taking a trip in September to various locations throughout Italy. I want to maximize my photo opportunities there. So my question would be, Do you have any recommendations on how to approach street photography in other countries, especially for someone who has never been outside the United States? I'm not fearful of heading out alone. I guess I'm just possibly running into a language barrier. Or any tips on meeting locals to go out and shoot with? Well, this is a really great question, Brayden, because, uh, well, a lot of street photographers have never left their country and uh, you're adding another dimension to the challenge by, you know, approaching a different culture, a different language. So it, it adds a little bit to the, well, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes and uh, it's a bit intimidating to, to shoot street photography. So you're adding a, another dimension of, uh, of difficulty. But really, when it comes down to it, it's all about respect. And it really doesn't matter which country you're in. I mean, you know, find out a little bit about the, the culture and things that, you know, don't make any faux pas. But Overall, people are people, no matter their culture. And if you treat them with respect, which, in my opinion, is the number one rule in street photography, then you should not run into any problems. And I never approach street photography any differently, no matter where I am. I mean, I could be in New York, in Paris, or in Melbourne, Australia, and I, I shoot the same way. And I'm very respectful of my subject. So that's really the first thing to keep in mind. I also never photograph people in vulnerable situations or embarrassing situations. So that's something, you know, you may want to think about. Um, and um, yes, there is a language barrier, but, you know, a smile goes a long way. And uh, if you're out doing candid street photography, well, you'll be pretty much invisible or try to be. So then the language doesn't really come into play at all. And if you want to try your hand at some street portraits in the street, you don't have to have a conversation with the people. You can just, you know, point your camera, you know, show your camera, smile, nod. They'll get the message. I mean, if they have a problem with you doing a portrait of them in the street, they will let you know. There will be no mistake there. You'll get the message. So if they simply smile and nod back, that's that's the okay you need. So don't don't worry too much about that. And, uh, and if some people come to you, like, for example, you see this wonderful moment and you capture the story and then the people in your frame, 
notice you after the fact and they they come to you well first thing don't run that would be the worst thing you could do um so just simply you know show them the picture on the back of the camera a lot of people don't even know what street photography is and if you take the time to you know show them and they'll see that they were not doing anything embarrassing or they you didn't make ridicule of them or anything that you were just capturing a special moment in time um then most likely they'll be okay with it now, if they get really angry, uh, you don't have to delete the, the picture, but that's totally up to you at that point. Um, would you even feel right using it, knowing that it was a bad experience for them? Probably not. So then, you know, you just use your own judgment, but um, don't let the language um, barrier stop you. Just learn a few you know, a few phrases in, in the local language that always helps. And then a lot of people will know a little bit of English. So just, um, you know, play it by ear, but um, you should not run into too much problem. Also, another tip would be to stay off the bin path. I doubt you're going to get your best street images at you know, standing outside the Colosseum in Rome. You'll probably get more authentic imagery if you travel off the beaten path a little bit, you know, where the locals are, you probably don't want pictures of tourists with backpacks that doesn't have much interest. So uh, try to to go out on your own a little bit and um, and and explore. Um, just get lost on purpose is what I always say. I always get lost on purpose when I'm in a big city because it's just wonderful to just to just walk and let the, the city surprise you. And then do some research, maybe on Flickr and other social media sites to find local photographers who may want to do a photo walk with you. Um, you know, contact them. A lot of people would be thrilled to show you around and, and show you the best spots to shoot street photography. So, so anyways, have fun. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, especially if you're vacationing with non-photographers. Uh, try to find some time to get out on your own, but be understanding that, you know, to the fact that your family probably doesn't want to sit for an hour while you, you know, waiting on the piazza for the right subject to enter your frame. You know, be be respectful of them too. Um, I I run into that all the time. If I'm traveling with my family, well, they're not photographers, so I yeah I miss a lot of shots. But you know, it's not always about photography. It's about the experience. So to try to get out on your own, you know, early, late, or whenever, or if everybody's taking a break for lunch, just every opportunity you can to actually just uh, explore and and really focus on your on your photography. So good luck, have a great trip, and, um, and I hope you get some killer shots. Question number two came from Colby Stopa. He asked, what was the most exciting or rewarding experience you've had as a street photographer? Was it a certain photo you had to work extra hard for and the effort paid off? Or maybe an experience that had nothing to do with photography, but your camera led you to it? Well, that's actually a really difficult question to answer or, or actually difficult to answer in a short time because I have thousands of great experiences. Um, well, first of all, when I'm out with my camera, I'm in the zone. And it's really more about people than it is about photography. Um, just I feel privileged to witness special moments um, in people's lives on the street. And, um, 
So of course, yes, I get the satisfaction of getting the great shot or or get the shot that I've envisioned for a long time. But it's more about, you know, the ability to see uh, that special moment and then combining that with the ability to see it and to react quickly enough to get the shot. Of course, there, that's a great satisfaction, but it is more about the people. And I think you'll ask most street photographers who've been doing this for, for a while, it really is about the people more than it is about photography. And, and that's really when the camera should really not get in the way. It's just a tool. And it's really an extension of yourself, an extension of your vision. So it's also the people I meet along the way. I mean, m most of the time I'm shooting candid street photography, so I have no interaction with people at all. But uh, I also do shoot some street portraits where sometimes I have a conversation with the people for, I mean, a long time even, or it could be a very simple interaction. And uh, when I do a street portrait, most of the time I will hand out my business card and people are welcome to contact me if they want, you know, a picture or I send them a, a file. Uh, but I never ask for their information, but they're welcome to contact me. And a lot of time they do, but not always. Um, and I've met some really, really wonderful people that I'm still in contact with. So that in itself is so rewarding. Um, I've been working on an ongoing projects, ongoing project called um, Beautiful Smiles of Strangers. And I've met some beautiful smiles um, in the US, in Australia, all over Europe. And um, a lot of those people I'm in contact with still. And, and it's fun to see that, you know, they're using the picture for their profile pic on social media and such. And uh, it's, it's just already so special. And then on a different level, as a teacher, just to see my workshop participants learn to see and the aha moment, that is extremely gratifying. And, um, and that is just that is just great. And, and really, photography is something you can, you know, you can practice anytime. You know, you don't even have to have a, a camera with you. Um, you, you. You know, you can learn to see and appreciate um, the quality, the quantity of light and, uh, and learn to, to see um, a story and a frame um, anytime. Even when you don't, you don't have a camera. Of course, you know it's a little frustrating because you wish you had that camera to record it. But just the satisfaction of knowing that you saw that should be a, a great reward. So, of course, too many examples of great experiences. To it would take a few shows to actually share them all. But I think you get the you get the point. I mean, to me, it's really the the whole experience and not a, a specific. Uh, point in, in time, really. So, well, this was kind of a long, drawn answer. Um, and uh, last but not least, question number three came in from Steve Brokaw. He asks, what program or programs do you use for your post-processing, especially for converting your images in black and white? Well, it's actually a super quick answer because I only use Lightroom. I shoot raw most of the time, although at the moment I'm uh, using mostly the Fuji X100S and it does have some pretty awesome black and white settings with um, 
some really cool filters you can use and um, and shooting JPEG with that camera would be just fine. Out of habit, I shoot raw and I like to keep control um, of the, the look of, you know, my images and decide, um, you know, to apply certain sliders um, to, to make my black and white images look a certain way. But it takes literally seconds to do. Um, I don't spend much time on any given picture. Well, first of all, no post-processing is going to turn a bad picture into a good one. So in street photography, if the when you look at the picture on the screen, if it doesn't have a story, if you don't connect with it, if there is no emotion, then why even keep it? There's nothing I'm going to be able to do in post-processing that's going to change that. So I'm pretty quick at weeding through the, the keepers and, and toss the others. So I only work on the ones that really speak to me. And um, pretty much, you know, I don't use plugins. I just uh, adjust a few sliders, contrast, clarity, a couple other functions, and that's that's it. it takes a few seconds. Uh, the crop, really, actually, because I I use a fixed focal length lens, and I really train myself to to crop in camera. So I'll just do some really, really minor adjustments if necessary. Um, and sometimes, yes, a cropping tool is wonderful because you can, that's when you can make a good image even stronger. So that's when post-processing comes, uh, you know, is, is very powerful. It's going to it's not going to turn a bad picture into a good one, but it will turn a good one into an even better one. So, um, but really, I don't spend a whole lot of time. I used to shoot film, so I pretty much, uh, you know, try to get it right in camera and just a uh, few few seconds on each image, and I'm out of there. I'd re- much rather be out on the street. I don't use plugins. Um, but doesn't mean I I never will. I know there are some awesome awesome plugins out there. For now, just Lightroom. It's it does everything I needed I need, and um, and it just works for me. So I um, I'm not planning on changing that anytime soon, and add any <laughs> any more time to my workflow. So Steve, I hope this answers your question. It was actually a not so quick of an answer, but um, yeah, it's uh, I I don't uh, I don't as you probably already figured out. I don't spend a whole lot of time in uh, in post-processing. Okay, so this this is it for the Q&A segment. I hope you uh, learned something maybe in one of those uh, three questions that I, that I answered. And next is our very first street challenge. So this is a contest. So every time we have a Q&A show, it will be uh, followed by this street challenge with a different theme or technique to experiment with until the next similar episode. So there will be a street challenge every two, three weeks. And um, this week, I would like you to go out and shoot some silhouettes. So check out the show notes. I'm, I'm going to be um, putting some samples for inspiration, just something to to think about when you're out there. So you're welcome to go check out the the show notes for this episode to to check those out, and um, and then go out and and shoot. Once you have one or two shots that you're really happy with, just go to the site 
through uh, thisweekinphoto.com slash street. And in the comment section of this episode, you can upload your images. So once I have you know enough images and before the next street challenge, I will pick my favorite. It's as simple as that. And it doesn't have to be the most technically perfect. I'm going to pick the one that just resonates with me the most, uh, maybe on a, you know, emotional level or the one that, the one that makes me smile. I don't know, just surprise me. And so you're going to be out shooting silhouettes. For some of you, this may be completely new. For others, it's something you do very often. So what to keep in mind? And, and there are a few things to keep in mind when you shoot silhouettes because not every subject makes for an interesting silhouette. First of all, your subject has to be easily recognizable because remember, we only see kind of an outline. So if it's somebody that's, somebody who's just standing straight with their arms or along their body and no gesture, it's not going to make for a very interesting silhouette. So think of elements that will make that will make a stronger outline, a stronger silhouette, like umbrellas, bicycles, um, couples holding hands, people with hats. Well, you get the message. I mean, it's just elements that are easily recognizable. And then try to unclutter around your subject if possible. You don't have a whole lot of control there, but sometime by stepping a couple steps to the left or to the right, you can position yourself where it, the, the, the background will be less cluttered. So think of that. So remember, your subject is going to be backlit. So pretty much you have to pretend your subject is not even there and you have to, to meter for the highlight. Because if you meter on your subject, well, your camera is going to be, uh, is, is, your camera is pretty smart and it will, it will expose it properly and it's not going to be a silhouette anymore. So um, expose for the bright, right, for the bright spot, basically. So if you use spot metering, that's pretty easy to do. But most of us shoot in average metering, you know, when we're out and about walking the street. So, and if you see a silhouette, unless you're prepared and you're in a location where you're going to be shooting silhouettes for a few minutes or a couple of hours, then you can definitely make those adjustments and, and get better prepared. But it could be an instance where you're walking through a doorway and you see this perfect silhouette and you only have a fraction of a second to, to shoot it. And that happens to me all the time. So that requires fast action. And sometimes switching your setting from um, average metering to spot metering is not going to be the fastest action to do in your camera. So what I do most of the time is that I... I go right into exposure compensation, which on my little Fuji is super quick to adjust. It just turn a little dial and I stop it down by about two thirds. And that will, you know, that will help make the silhouette a darker, you know, outline. And, um, but then on the other hand, don't be afraid to blow out your highlights because, and you'll see some, some samples in the show notes. It can make for a pretty dramatic, um, effect. And those are some cool shots. So, you know, break the rules and have fun. Think outside the box a little bit. So get out there and um, just shoot some silhouettes. Surprise me and post your best shot or two um, on the show note comments for this episode. Um, I will, before the next street challenge, I will pick 
a winning shot and I will post it on the next street challenge post with, um, you know, link to your website or Flickr gallery or whatever you want. And then hopefully um, we can get some of our sponsors to throw in some fun prizes down the down the road. So, um, so I hope this um, the street challenge contest uh, is is successful and a lot of you participate because sometimes we just need a little push to get out there and um, and shoot something different. So this is your opportunity. Silhouettes for this time. So I look forward to seeing your your images. Finally, and to close the show, it's my pick of the week. And this week, it's a book. And it's one of my very favorite books on photography. It, it ranks in the top 10 for me. And it's The Passionate Photographer, 10 Steps Toward Becoming Great by our friend Steve Simon. Steve is an occasional guest on uh, This Week in Photo, and I just love when he's on the show. Um, he's just such a great guy and passion you know, you can tell he's passionate about, about photography when he talks about it. And when you read his book, you can almost hear him talk. And um, so it's one of those reads that really inspire you and push you to get out of your comfort zone and then work on personal projects. Um, I mean, it's a book that you don't have to be a street photographer. It's just for anyone, really. And it's not about street photography, but it's about the passion that we all share. And and Steve really knows how to convey and share that passion. So it's a book that you'll probably keep close by. And if you're like me, it'll probably be filled with little sticky notes so that you can go back to some chapters uh, often and, and get inspired. So The Passionate Photographer by Steve Simon, and it's available at New Writers. Um, that's Peach Pit. And I will put a link in the show notes. Okay, well, we're at the end of our first Street Focus Q&A. And I hope you're still listening. Uh, try to keep it short. So please visit the site. So Street Focus actually lives under thisweekinphoto.com and look for Street Focus. There will be a special spot for my show under This this Week in Photo. So if you're used to the TWIP site, it looks very different now, but um, it still has the same address. So go visit, participate in the Street Challenge and up- upload your favorite shot. And then remember to, to join TWIP and support your favorite photography podcast. Now, au revoir and hit the street.